welcome. Stage 13 of the Giro d'Italia. La Chabal to Crans Montagna, 74.6 kilometers. It got shortened. It was almost 200 kilometers all the way down, to, or it was 176 or so, down to 74. Riders had a little protest. It was going to be the big mountain stage. It was going to be all exciting. And in the end, oh, a little bit of a snooze. Welcome, everybody. Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels Podcast, episode 279. It's Friday. Yes, it is. And so here we go. Stage 13, May 19, 2023. You know, before we get into there, I thought I would pull up this article, though. Uh, cycling, Pro Cycling Stats did this thing I thought was interesting. So the ride gets shortened. <clears throat> and they say the first mountain stage of the Giro shortened by uh, from 199, okay, 199 kilometer to less than 80. But the final climbs of the day are still to be done. This led us to the following question. How does the length of a mountain stage affect the time gaps between the GC riders. And they give this breakdown that anytime it's less than 100 kilometers, the average uh, time gaps are about 58 seconds. Quite extreme, if you really look at it that way. Um, so with that in mind, you're like excitement, excitement to come. And you know what? Today was actually a day I missed Remco because I don't know if it would have happened like this. Remember, we went up to Grand Sasso uh, a few days ago, stage seven, I believe. And we we're expecting some fireworks there. Boring. And what did they say? The breakaway, three guys got up the road. They ended up, you know, fighting it out for them. And what did the big riders say at the, at the, oh, the wind. It was the wind. I'm like, Kai, come, come on. I, I understand there's wind on the climb, but um, it was the days of sky. This was sky, old school sky. That's what it was. Grinding it away. Am I, am I giving too much away already? Possibly. Uh, 2023, Gerald, you can look at some short stages here. 74.6, Basque Country, 111. What are these last mountain stages under 125? So these are several of them. The 2019, a bunch of races in 2019. That was kind of the trend going on there. Remember uh, Froome, uh, I'm trying to remember the year that he lost that out, but it was Formigal, I think it was, in the Vuelta. And he it was a 60-kilometer stage, and it gets ripped apart, and he loses out his Sky Team. And that's... Uh, that's what I was hoping for today. Something big, something like that, less than just crashes. So let's get right to the highlights. Maybe we'll be able to <clears throat> break some of these things down of to what excitement should have happened on the day when it didn't. I go right to the highlights. Here we go. So we're going to walk our way through this um, once again because we can't play it, but we'll just do it. This is a BN Sports. Uh, it's a little bit longer. Okay. So there was going to be a big stage, and they really cut it down. Um <clears throat> Let's see if they show the. Okay, so I think this is what it was going to be, and then they, or that was part of it, and then they just cramped it off there. So it starts out. I mean, riders were warming up weird ways. They're going up the part of the climb, and it just starts right up the climb. And uh, you got this guy, this rider. I'm trying to remember his name here. Um, this guy right here. What's his name? I don't remember Vavik or Kravik or something there. Uh, he had been in a break earlier uh, in the state in the the Giro. He starts off and not even 200. You know, from feet or so or uh, yards off the at the front, he's right here, and boom, his chain breaks. <laughs> Poor guy, uh, chain breaks, sits up. Uh, took a while for the the because no one expects, uh, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. No, no one expects uh, a, a, a mechanical that early. So his team was kind of out of it. Uh, how hot is the weather during the Giro d'Italia? Well, Victor. <clears throat> typically uh, it could be anywhere it's been cold it's been rainy as you've been seeing there um but you know it's not not some races sometimes years it's been really hot 
but not this year. So, um, you know, and, and by the way, this race has been kind of all over the calendar. You look at the last, you know, hundred years or so, but, um, it's been, it used to be all in June and then it was May and June and now it's all in May. So it gets kind of moved up and dude, it's a, it's a, it's a race that visits these high mountains in, in Italy. So, um, you know, there's going to be problems with, with the weather. Um, anyway, uh, the, the races are starting out cracking right away. A lot of breakaway up the road. You get three Americans up there. Joe Dombrowski's up there. Uh, Cepeda, Jefferson. Uh, <clears throat> it's Andrew, Andrew, Jefferson, Cepeda, or Alexander. That's what it is. So I don't know if he's really big into American history or what. But um, he's up there for EF. Uh, you get Will Barta for a minute gets up there. Joe Dombrowski gets up there. Uh, then you had Matthew Riccatello was up there for... Uh, just kind of everybody's jettisoned in and out. Derek G. And then this is kind of the, the group that forms here. Uh, Ruben Reyes, Derek G., Matt Bracatello, Timo Pino, Valentin Parente. Um, then the rain actually comes on the first climb. I mean, look, there's 63K to go here. Uh, Timo Pino is already jerking around, <laughs> causing trouble. Uh, a lot of trouble in the pack here. Luis Leon Sanchez is having trouble. Um, but, um, Tio Pino. Uh, now, was he stage hunting? Was he um, KOM hunting? Was he hunting for GC? It's kind of all kind of a mix in here today, and we'll talk about <clears throat> how the ghost fam. So they go over the top of the first climb. Um, the, the the pack behind is just it's controlled by I wanted to say Sky. It's controlled by Ineos. It's controlled by Jumbo, and they're just they're doing their things. Okay, so here the. the there we go. There's the KOM. David Bias is still leading. I don't know if after today, because uh, Tio Pino will just give you a, a little sneak peek. He ends up in the top three. So Pino Vavik, that Carol Vavik, I think that's the guy that broke the chain right away. So um, interesting there. Oh, we had Mads Pedersen, not start for today. We'll look at the those. They come over the top, and then they go down this descent, and it looks nasty. Okay, um, there's gravel. Now, I'll just say, I watched this on GCN. GCN is a bit of a problem. They have two um, reporters that do the finish line. One does like some of the climbs and they are an, analyzing it way too close. This guy at the finish, he's checking out. He's like, there's a, a pothole here. There's this. I'm like, they're talking about surfaces and, and they make it sound so scary that you should never have a bike race. But if anybody's out there ridden, when you're just riding, you get all kinds of surfaces all the time that you don't know. You just, you happen along it. You look for holes. People pointed things out. Life goes on, and it, it makes me cringe when they're so specific, and it's trying to scare you, and it's it's kind of the thing they're doing, and it's annoying. Um, anyway, the, you get this descent. Some guys are having tr kind of some trouble. Uh, this Periprente is up there, up the front. His brother, uh, I think it's the Ariane one. He's the one doing a little bit better on GC. He was back in the main group. Uh, I didn't see any big wrecks coming down here. Not a problem. Thibaut Pino looked fine. Uh, any else did have Ben Swift that kind of got dropped off. Cause I mean, you're starting out the race and it's just boom going right up and it's a little bit tough. Ben Swift gets dropped off. So you, you got depleted teams. We've talked about this already teams that need to help you and support you, especially for a race like this, where you can get a lot of people over the first climb. And then there's a Valley in between and you need your riders to, to really help you. Uh, you get isolated, team a mechanical whatever you need riders around you and so the big teams are and that would have been interesting if remco had have been you know still involved in the race uh and without much of a team because almost his entire team gone so um 
Thibaut Pinot is going through this valley. There you go. Ineos, Ben Swift caught back up, and his team's on the front. Cepeda uh, has a problem here with Thibaut Pinot. Um, I don't know. If you, or, let's see if we can find any uh, times that they're having a trouble here. But Thibaut Pinot basically starts yelling at him because I don't think he was helping much in the, in the valley. Um, that was... Uh, Den- Rohan Dennis. So they, they hit the climb. It's, I don't know, 12 or so kilometer climb. Uh, Thibaut Pinot, you've got, uh, they, they get rid of the AGO2R rider pretty good. Uh, Derek G is still up there of Premier Tech. They got rid of uh, Recatello, which I was surprised at because he's supposed to be this little climber guy and he kind of gets ridden off on the first climb. Now, maybe he just wasn't warmed up well because he did stay with the main group for quite a while and we'll take a look about how long he was there. So you got Cepeda, then you got Pino. A G is getting dropped. He kind of comes and goes. Uh, but then there's the Ina. I've got to remember the, the gentleman's name. You know what? Let's take a look here. Uh, Einer Augusto Rubio of Movie Star from Columbia. He he kind of just dangles. He's there with the front, those two, and they're jumping around, and he just kind of works his way back up. Um, Ineos, Jumbo are working from behind. Here you go. You get the, the final four, and at some point, Derek G just can't hang on. Um, Thibaut Pino, he jumps it. And, and Thibaut had kind of a feel today where he was, I don't know if he was super cocky. Now, was he trying, because he was down, what, about four minutes on GC, 423, I want to say, going into this. They had like a three-minute lead, so he's moving himself up on GC, but he's also moving up on the KOM. That's how he got up there. But then he also has a chance to win the stage. So he's going to retire this next year. I think his main goal kind of at this was like, I'm going to get a stage win. I'm going to go out. And he rode like it was fun to watch. I haven't seen a Frenchman fight like that since Lafayette with George Washington, but uh, in the end he failed and sorry to spoil it for you, but Thibaut Pinot kind of raced, I don't say idiotic in a way. It was almost like he was so cocky that these guys shouldn't have been with him <clears throat> that he felt like he could just attack over and over and over. Now the good old days of cycling Lance Armstrong, where it was literally like watching a Rocky movie. Okay. What I mean by that is, you go, you watch a real boxing match or MMA. You don't fight like you see in Rocky where they just stand there and just unload for, you know, 14 rounds on each other. That's not possible. Now, that's kind of what we used to see with the Lance Armstrong era where guys would just attack hard over and over and it was like body blow, body blow. Now you get an attack and it's okay. You can't keep doing that. That's the fun part though about a shortened stage. And that's why we saw that graphic uh, in that little article with pro cycling uh, stats where the gaps are usually bigger on stages under a hundred kilometers because you can attack a little bit more. Your your attrition isn't worn into it as much. Uh, Thibaut Pinot raced like that today, but in the end, he just, he didn't have it. And this, uh, gentleman here at the back, Reyes never put in attacks, never did dig the deep to, to catch back up. He just was constant and steady. Uh, Fortuneo of the Olo count, uh, Olo, um, team did take off here about seven kilometers to go. At some point, Cepeda's teammate, uh, Hugh Carthy takes a dig off the main group and goes up there. And he actually stays away. Now, they, they complained that there was a big headwind and you couldn't do much. There's no action. Yet Hugh Carthy ends up breaking away and solos, or, you know, it's in a group and he pulls in front of this group about 30 seconds gap on them for five kilometers. So, you know, it can happen. And they didn't catch him at the end. Almost. Here you go. Thibaut Pino, 4K to go. He's once again putting in big digs. Then 2K to go. You got Cepeda putting in digs. 
all the time. Reyes is just hanging on the back, hanging on the back, doing what he can. Uh, Domino Caruso with 1.1K. Well, the leaders were up the road there, about a K behind. He takes off. Uh, in the end, they come around the corner here, uh, and, and Cepeda jumps early. Now, when he first went, I'm like, oh, he's got this because he's obviously just jumping, you know, a few hundred meters from the line. He comes around. They're going. Next thing you know, Thibaut, uh, Pino, and uh, Reyes start to pull him back. And they're still outside of 300. <laughs> you can see it right there. 300 to go. They they bring him in. I'm like, uh, dude, you went way, way too early. I don't know what you were thinking at that point. Uh, Reyes, who hadn't seen the front really other than to take a pull through uh, on the on the valley, hadn't really hit the front himself, comes through and barnstorms this. Thibaut Pino gets lit up. Um, he ends up, look at this, he gets a major gap on him. I mean, there's a good gap. For, I mean, Cepeda just went way too early. I don't know what he thought was uh, going to happen. But uh, Thibaut Pino gets a second place. Reyes gets uh, a first. And Cepeda gets a uh, third. And then you've got Hugh Carthy coming in here. You've got, um, uh, what's this guy's name? Um, Eddie Dunbar. He's also uh, formerly in EO, so I don't know. And then you kind of see the main group here coming across. So there's uh, Hugh Carthy. He does hold them off just to the line. But uh, Ineos, uh Garrett Thomas, and Pink kind of just blows everything kind of apart here the main field and you can just see Remco looked just fine he kind of looked like he was itching to pass him on here but he was on the barrier side then he's just kind of sitting there and Jao made is there I think I don't know if that's Camna as well and probably Caruso and a few will we'll walk through this whole group here uh, but um, Carthy does hold them off not for much he'd had 30 seconds for most of the time and he ends up getting just a few here uh, they catch Eddie Dunbar right at the line and uh, Ineos, uh, you got two guys there. Is that Sep coming in across with um, with Roglic? We'll take a look at the results here in, in the final. Uh, so there you go. Einer Rubio Reyes from Movistar. The Movistar get their win. Thibaut Pino, six seconds back. Jefferson Alexander Cepeda Ortiz, 12 seconds back. Derek G, another good ride for him. Uh, minute 101 of fourth place. Valentin Parente, 129. Hugh John Carthy, I don't know why I'm doing the full names. It's like a cycle killer when you do the whole name. Uh, 129, Jao Almeida, 135, Eddie Dunbar, 135, Garrett Thomas, 135, and Roglic. 10th place, 135, all coming in there uh, together. And Garrett Thomas, same two seconds with Jao Almeida. Luke Nason lost a little bit of time today, uh, down 42. Domino Crusoe, 128. Camna, 152. Eddie Dunbar, looking good there. Uh, 232 for Jayco, uh, Timon Arison, Aronson, Aronsman, uh, 245, Lawrence de So you got some Ineos riders up there. One, two, three in the top 10. Uh, and Thibaut Pino does crack the top 10 at 313. Took a little bit of time back today. Good for him. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do some interviews. I mean, I'll play some interviews. Uh, and then we'll walk through a few little news snips and, uh, then the overall results. Cause I want to, I want to, kind of go through this. Maybe we'll do the results first. Uh, okay. So here we go. <clears throat> we just talked about it. Um, but I kind of want to look to see Sepp Kuss was up there. He, he, he held on. And I mean, that was kind of the thing yesterday. Why was he in the break yesterday? Obviously it didn't pot bother him at all to, for today. At least it didn't look like it. He jumped with them at the end. Sometimes he just sits up 
coming through the finish, but he did jump with them today, which I think shows, okay, look, you took some time back yesterday. You kind of moved yourself up. Why don't we do what Ineos is doing where we have some threats on the top 10 here overall? I mean, they had that with Tao. Now they have that with Arnsman. They have that uh, with Deplus. Deplus did just unloaded today on the climb. He was doing a lot of work. But remember, a big headwind. So that's that's the reason there. So I wonder if Sepp is just trying to do that. Hessman, who was in the break with him yesterday, him being uh, Sepp Kuss, didn't look so well. He got blown out on the first climb. Now, he's not a renowned climber, for, per se, so perhaps, I don't know. It, it, it was interesting to hear, you know, why were you up in the group uh, yesterday, um, especially when you had a lot of work to come through for today. So Matthew Riccatello <clears throat> and McNulty come together around the 220, 214 area. So, uh, and, and by the way, that's what I was saying earlier. Riccatello gets up in that first move with Derek G., and he gets ridden out before the top of the climb. Now, he held about a minute there, and he was with uh, Bruno, Amarel Bruno of Groupama. <clears throat> they were both kind of, well, actually, he was holding him off by about a minute for a long time in the valley, and then finally they just went and got absorbed by the group. <clears throat> so I don't know if Riccatello kind of got his legs back together uh, and didn't have them early, because you would suspect that someone who's almost, I mean, he just gets popped here at the very end, with the main front group, uh, you know, and he ends up with a top, what, 22, uh, 22nd on the day that he should have been able to hold on to the breakaway riders in the first part. <clears throat> For some reason, he wasn't. And it was kind of shocking. I mean, it seems like to me when you ride this and your pace up the final climb, you only lose two minutes. Um, you actually rode almost two minutes faster than the final guys uh, or the guys that won the stage. You could have stayed with them and maybe won kind of detrimental i mean he was in that move and then i don't know what happened well i do know what happened i don't know technically what happened but he he did get ridden off uh the wheel um let's see who kind of just go all the way to the bottom here <clears throat> the only dns was mads uh 25 minutes back to these riders i think there was a 22 percent time cat that they had to make so they probably did i don't see if there's any problems uh we know where gc is uh let's see if we can find the biggest up and down um, 10 Frigo. Yeah, not, not moving there. Okay. Uh, I think, um, Jack Haig lost some time today. I think he got in a wreck. Uh, Jonathan Milan is pretty much going to, he's riding away with this thing right now. The points, the KOM Thibaut Pinot goes up by 10 to David Davide Bice. Should have Almeida in the youth and the team Jersey. Jumbo Vismo takes over from Ineos. who has been uh, winning this thing uh, almost from the start. Uh, EF, who actually put two guys up there in that top 10, uh, they actually moved down two spots, oddly, because I think those are the only two <laughs> that they ended up uh, getting up there uh, a ways. So uh, very interesting. <clears throat> I'm not sure how Jumbo, uh, how they pulled it off, but they did. Okay, let's go to some interviews, see what everyone was uh, saying on the day. Um, we'll do some things from the start here. Let's see. That was Garrett Thomas, and we talked about him yesterday. Thibaut Pinot is in, it's in French, so we can't hear this. one's in Spanish. Um, Jack Haig interview at the start. Um, let's get some short ones from the start. Matthew Riccatello, let's see what he has to say. It's a bit easy, you know, but I'm feeling good now. So I think Damn, for me young. now the, the Giro starts and I can uh, start looking for some stages. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think anyone likes the rain. It's about who, who uh, dislikes it the least, I think. There are some riders who react better to it than others. Yeah, yeah. Is that your case? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's the same for everybody. 
And then what do you think will happen now that we have this shortened stage? I actually, personally, I don't even know if we do the two last climbs or only the last climb. I don't know. Maybe you know better. I've heard that we're doing the two last climbs. The two last climb, okay. That's what I've heard. Um, I think um, the breakaway will be strong, stronger now that the break's going to go on the penultimate climb. Um, uh, so I expect the, the breakaway to win. I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it, the GC teams just control that climb also. It's hard to say, but without 60k flat before the climb, I think it'll be a bit more straightforward. Um, yeah. And what can you tell us about the last climb, Grand Montana? What, the, what can you tell us about the last climb, Grand Montana? What your sport director told you about it? What, did you, what have you seen about uh, it? I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's pretty steady, 7% um, the whole way, so... Yeah, not much. Uh, I've heard it's a nice road. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, he looks like a guy, that, a little kid that would be out there on your, your group ride on the weekend. Uh, just so young, and uh, it's encouraging. He's been he's been doing not too not too bad. Uh, Jack Hay got the finish. Sure, why not? I was pretty sore today, to be honest. I didn't really want to admit it to myself when I woke up this morning, but. I saw the replay of the crash and I obviously experienced the crash myself and uh, yeah, I'm uh, quite sore and uh, just didn't quite have it today. Uh, the conditions ended up not being as dramatic as what it seemed this morning, so uh, at least that was one plus I suppose. Um, maybe, yes, we did have uh, dry roads but I think the tarmac of the descent off the climb that we started was maybe a little bit on the limit of what should be acceptable in a Grand Tour. But everyone got down there safely, and we uh, can yeah. continue going forward. You know, we spoke about that. I thought it was on the other side of the limit. I thought that was uh, that should not be in a Grand Tour. M maybe you're correct, but uh, I I'll say that it was maybe on the limit. <laughs> but you still got a big smile, Jack. So uh, well, know. I've had uh, bad luck the last two Grand Tours in the Tour de France, and I feel as though I'm a bit cursed at the moment, which is uh, a bit annoying because. All the times I kind of feel as though it wasn't really my fault or my mistake and it was kind of just a bit of bad luck and I'm still here at the Giro. I'm more or less healthy and okay, just a bit a bit sore and bruised and sad, but it's okay. We go on, there's still plenty more of the Giro to go. Stage hunting maybe, mate. Well, try and get some recovery first and then uh, I'm not sure where Damiano is on GC, but also try and help him and then, yeah, there's plenty more opportunities in the final week and just have my fingers crossed for a bit more sunshine. What's interesting there is they're, they're talking about this descent and how bad and awful and dangerous it was. <clears throat> Yet I didn't see anything on TV or read anything that there were wrecks going down it. So with that in mind, maybe it's maybe it's like this uh, with this a football or you know American football without without helmets or you know like rugby. There's not as many. Uh, this is anecdotal, I guess, or, or just what I've heard. Not as many head injuries, yet there's more stuff like when you have a helmet because once you have all the pads on, you tend to play just a little bit maybe more reckless. Maybe with the road, everyone knowing it was dangerous, uh, they didn't scream down it. Now, Ben Swift might, might have screamed down it to catch back up to the group uh, that he was in maybe a few rides, but I didn't see any big wrecks. So maybe with a more dangerous road, everyone was actually more safe, whereas just the other day, I mean, tail goes out on a corner that's – you wouldn't close a race down for that corner. And yet he breaks his hip because it's just a slide out on a innocuous and they weren't going fast. So um, I don't know. Racing is racing. So uh, Jack Egg is probably a little more frustrated. Let's see. Uh, we'll go two here. Let's see. Uh, 
Yeah, I think the main thing is the riders stick together. Um, you know, it's hard when you see the forecast the night before and then, you know, a decision's kind of made and then it's changed and it's all, nobody really knows what's happening. But at the end of the day, I think short stages are also intense and exciting and uh, okay for us the last climb the headwind kind of made it a bit um, less attacks I guess um, but at the same time I think uh, short intense stages are also good and um, you know I think hindsight maybe we could erase but to start in the cold and wet isn't ideal either you know especially when you go over to 2,000 meters and with so many guys sick and you know I think uh, the end of the day is probably good to, a good call. Okay, thank you. Karen, what did you learn? Uh, from what can you tell us after this climb, this first uh, uh, battle of the DC of the second week? Is there anything to learn about it? Uh, oh, it's tough. It didn't really fully kick off, really. I think uh, yeah. our boys, we, we controlled the race really well. Um, and as I say, it was a bit of a headwind, a lot of the climb. So maybe that put off attacks and maybe they were just biding their time or maybe they couldn't I don't know or maybe Roglic is happy for me to keep the jersey and do all this for an hour while he goes to the bus and chills and lets us control the stages um, but I think it's all built into a, a big big crescendo at the end of the, uh, next week Do you think uh, tomorrow it will be rainy, a rainy day too do, do you think that we can have, uh, take the same decision tomorrow morning from the, the first uh, the first call for the sample I don't think rain is an issue um, right. I'm getting a bit sick of it to be honest oh. uh, we've had it every day but um, it's just when it's cold and wet and you're coming down from 2,000 yeah. meters then it's you know when it's like going minus or degrees or whatever um, but yeah I think uh, the CPA the union is there for a reason and you know as I said a lot of riders getting sick so um, But I think tomorrow, I don't know, I haven't seen the forecast, I don't know how high we go, but um, yeah, I think we, we stick together as, as, as riders. Karen Thomas, just how strange was it to cover two-thirds of the stage in the bus? Yeah, it was different, um, especially like when you got, there was all this chatter, you know, about what was going to happen, so many different scenarios, and we just, yeah, we'll stick with the, the union, we'll do what they want to do, but we were just prepared for start the stage as normal um, in our heads we were just like right we're doing starting at 11 o'clock doing 200k because uh, it was the best way I think mentally to prepare because otherwise if you're expecting one thing and then something else happens so um, and then to be on the bus and have some extra rice and um, it was a bit different but uh, as I said I think it was still probably harder stage in the end uh, or just as hard because the way we went at that first climb was, was a really solid pace and we wouldn't have gone that quick I don't think if we had done the stage as normal. So, uh, yeah, six and two threes. Six and two threes. Okay, well, there you go. Um, <clears throat> let's take a look at the, the stage profile for tomorrow. And then, like I said, then there's another rest day, I believe. And then you've got um, add to stream. Okay, so there's, there you go. The stage, that's tomorrow. You've got one cat one and then pretty flat. Uh, two sprint spots here. So it should be a sprinter. I mean, it's a cat one. So who knows what's what's going to happen to get over this thing. 
uh, but um, you know it comes in within 40 kilometers of the of the start about 36 kilometers it starts pitching up and it's it's a good uh, we got 10 15 so almost 20 kilometer climb so that will be that will be an interesting let's see if they show the climb there we go uh, yeah, so one, yeah, 20 kilometers. Good guess there. 20 kilometers is 6.6, and it's 19.9 actually. That's 6.6 goes up to 2,000 meters. Uh, so that's going to be high up there and cold coming down the other side. Um, it looks, you know, longer coming down than going up. So they're going up the steep side, I presume. Uh, it'll be, you know, the, are, there, are the sprinters going to be doing it or the, the climbers going to be, you know, maybe a breakaway? I mean, it could be. <clears throat> maybe maybe Riccatello will finally get himself up there. Magnus Court, maybe uh, Matthew Michael Matthews or something like that. You know, you may see the teams going to just shake out the the kind of the big Ackermans, uh, the Jonathan Milans, get them out of there, and then see what those teams will do. So you're gonna have once again, you're gonna have just fine uh, tomorrow. It's not gonna be a breakup on GC and us as a right a wreck. Then you got next week. Next week's gonna be pretty exciting. So uh, Tuesday coming in here, you've got. One, two, three, or four climbs, but it, it it has some pitchy stuff near the end. I could see a breakaway, or you could have a GC if they're just like, I'm tired of this stuff. Then Wednesday, that's going to be hopefully, hopefully your first. <laughs> we've been saying this all time. I mean, what if it comes down to two seconds uh, for the final time trial? Uh, you know, Wednesday, you finally get a, a a break here on stage 16 of some action. We hope stage 17, uh, just a downhill race. Okay. Uh, 18, um, you got the, you know, more pitchy stuff coming up here, 19, more climbing 20 is, uh, time trial as long as that last stage is, is open for that. And then into Rome. So there we go. I, I mean, I don't know. Been a little disappointed. I want a little more excitement. I want, I wanted a barn burner today. I wanted to see the, the GC guys just shaking up. I wanted to see them attacking on the first climb. That would have been great. Uh, but you didn't see it. You only saw it in the last kilometer, and it was kind of, it was half-assed. There was no counters off of it. It was just, uh, it was what it was. But teams are getting worn down. You know, Ineos was somewhat isolated. So, you know, maybe you'll see a little bit more of that. Uh, I don't know. Jumbo didn't look too bad. So which one's going to take it? Ruglitch, Ineos. Garen Thomas, Jao Meta going to do it. Eddie Dunbar, you're going to have. It may be the thing. I said this yesterday, where some guy in like seventh, eighth place, seven minutes out, ends up winning it just due to attrition, and everyone getting rolling out. So uh, okay. Otherwise, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Stage 14, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, two days. Yeah, you're right. I was off on there, so you got two more days over the weekend. So um, all right, take care, everybody.